0: And ascended Lord, our Savior Jesus Christ, grace, mercy, and peace be yours today and always. Amen. You may be seated. There's a painting in a gallery in Germany titled Cloudland. From a distance, it appears to be a huge daub of mixed colors with very little eye appeal. But as you step closer, you realize it is really a mass of angelic faces, similar to another painting by the great Raphael. Innumerable faces are everywhere you look. They are all painted together, representing a heavenly cloud of messengers. It is that cloud of angels that draws our attention this morning and becomes our example for living. From the book of Hebrews, we read these words, chapter 1, verse 7 and 14. In speaking of the angels, God says, he makes his angels winds, his servants flames of fire. Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit eternal life. There's an outline of my message this morning in your folder, and I'd encourage you to use that if it assists you in your devotion today on this Sunday when we commemorate St. Michael and all angels. Despite the disdain for Christianity that we often see in our world today, there is still a great fascination with angels. Many people are collectors of figurines, for example, and figures of angels lay heavily in decorations, especially around Christmas time. But God's angels, as we find them in scripture, are much more than collectible figurines or Christmas decorations. They are heavenly messengers. In fact, that's what the word means Angel means messenger, created specifically by God to be his servants. And as our text says, they serve God by serving God's people. That's you and me. The angels were created to serve you and me, those who will inherit eternal life, our text says. And we thank God for such a gift of his marvelous grace they were also created to offer praise to God as we well might expect in fact scripture records a number of occasions on which angelic praise flowed over the earth one in particular we all remember was that evening when angelic hosts announced to the shepherds the birth of Jesus Christ In those wonderful words we've come to hear so often, glory to God in the highest. Those messengers have yet another mission, to protect God's people, to protect God's people. Scripture is sprinkled with examples of angelic protection. One in particular comes to mind. We all learned it in Sunday school. It was Daniel in the lion's den, who was spared a vicious death because scripture tells us angels came and closed the mouths of the lions. And you may recall that the book of Acts, telling about the infancy of the new Christian church, tells that some of the disciples were imprisoned for what they taught and believed. And during the night, an angel came and unlock the prison doors and set them free. And certainly you may recall that our Lord Jesus himself, on the night in that Garden of Gethsemane, when soldiers were coming to arrest him, that Peter responded with his sword, and Jesus told him to put it away, because if he wanted protection, he could call down legions of angels to protect him. Those are the same angels that protect us every single day, and often without our understanding or our recognition. They do their work silently on our behalf. Those messengers also have another work, a holy work, and that is to proclaim God's word, to proclaim God's word throughout the Old and the New Testament. God sends angels to earth with his messages. Oh, yes, some of the messages are warnings, indeed. Some are words of joy, of hope, of peace, of promise. But they come from God through his messengers, the angels. Remember just one we've heard so many times. It was Joseph, who when he realized that his wife-to-be Mary was pregnant, with the Savior, wasn't sure what to do. And Scripture says it was in a dream from an angel that he was told it was great, it was good for him to take Mary as his wife. And you recall that following the birth of the Savior when King Herod was threatening their lives, it was an angel, Scripture says, who was sent to tell them to flee to Egypt where they would be safe. Perhaps unknowingly, you yourself may have experienced a messenger from God speaking to you. I've heard people repeatedly say something like, well, something told me. You may have said that yourself. Something told me. And I think, could it have been someone who told you? Perhaps God's angel speaking to your mind your heart. Angels are also messengers from God to show compassion, to show care and concern for the people of God with the love that only God can have for sinners like me and like you. Recall Jesus in his parable about Lazarus, that poor beggar, tells that angels carried his soul safely to heaven. What a comfort, what a comfort that is for you and me as we approach that great enemy, perhaps standing at the bedside of a loved one whose time with us is still very short. Or on the day the Lord will one day call us to leave this world. The angels took his soul safely to heaven. And remember the most wonderful news of all deuce of women who were bowed down, their hearts were heavy with sadness and grief. It was an angel who said to them, he's not here, he's risen, just as he said he would. Although angels were never mortals, and mortals do not become angels, even though some people seem to believe that, we are still privileged to do some of the same work assigned to angels. We are called to serve our God as well. But there is only one way to serve God, and that is by serving others. By serving others. Jesus made that clear to the disciples in the upper room, you recall, when he said to them, those who would follow me must be servants servants. And Scripture clearly says to all believers, by love, serve one another. So my friends, the next time you feel a bit pressed on to do some servant task, stop for a moment and count it a privilege that you have been asked to do the work of angels. Certainly, we are also called to offer praise to God, to praise God. Scripture is ripe with reasons to praise God, but none greater than the salvation that we have been granted through faith in Jesus Christ, His Son. But that praise involves more than words and songs. Oh, that's part of it. But that's not all there is. It involves our whole being. So daily we should ask ourselves, is what I am doing, how I am living, the way I conduct my business, the way I study in school, play games, enjoy my leisure time, does that praise God? Does that bring praise to my great and gracious God? If it doesn't, then perhaps it's time for us to repent and to make some changes in our lives because we have been called as the angels to live to the praise of our God. We are also called to proclaim God's Word, to proclaim God's Word. That's the reason for the mission of the church and the reason why we give generously to support that work. But you see, a few dollars in an offering plate isn't where our calling ends. That's sometimes the easiest part. Telling our children, teaching our grandchildren and the neighbor's children who are brought to hear is also an important obligation and a privilege. Sharing that good news of Jesus with friends and neighbors, sometimes in words, but oftentimes just by the way we live our lives, is also a privilege we have been called to do. By speaking that good news, sometimes of comfort, sometimes of peace, hope, and once in a while of warning is God proclaiming God's word to a hurting and dying humanity. And my friends, you do not know when that opportunity might arise, so be ready whenever it does. Several years ago, my wife and I, along with my brother and his wife, We're sitting having breakfast in a restaurant in Gallup, New Mexico, when a man walked over to our table and asked if one of us was a pastor. Now, I'll tell you, there was nothing about us, the way we looked or acted, that would prompt that question. But when he asked that, I acknowledged my profession, and then he asked if I would pray with him, and he took off his cap and he folded his hands. And right there in the middle of the restaurant during our breakfast, I prayed with the man. And when I said amen, he put his cap back on, he shook every one of our hands, he turned and walked away. I don't know who he was, and I never saw him again. But it just reminds us how God gives us opportunities. And I'm certainly no angel, not by a long shot, But God gave me the privilege of doing angels' work as I shared a bit of hope and peace with a man I may never see again this side of eternity. And I would simply ask you to consider what opportunities does he give you? We are also called to show compassion, to show compassion for those in need, for those who are hurting, for those who need the love of Jesus Christ. And that love of Jesus often comes, my friends, through us. That's where God sends his love, through us into the lives of others. Several years ago, you may recall, that a woman was trapped in her wrecked car for a couple of days because she had slid down an embankment where most people never noticed the vehicle was there. After two days... She was finally rescued and i remember hearing her speak as she recounted what took place following her time in the hospital she said those who helped me were my angels my angels none of us were created to be angels and none of us will become angels when we die but god in his grace has given us the privilege of doing angels' work during the time he gives us here on earth. As God has provided such grace for each of us. Take every opportunity to share that grace with others. And now the peace of our God which passes our understanding keep us always close to our Lord Jesus Christ and to life eternal. Amen.